We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin, as the Thunderfall in the NBA in-season tournament to the Sacramento Kings, 98 to 105. I'm also joined tonight by Jacob. What's up? Justin, are you feeling all right? You know, I don't know. When you have three you kids, you got a little like you got a little voice thing going on here. I got the I got the uncontested after dark voice. <laughs> I can drop it down a different octave. Um unfortunately, I could do like a really sultry post game about the Thunder's victory in Sacramento. But instead, we'll have to talk about the Thunder's defeat. Okay, that's enough. Um before we dive in, I want to let you know we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok, like I just mentioned. Okay, so he falls to Sacramento in what was an up-and-down game, mostly a down game. The Thunder valiantly, question mark, kept themselves in it multiple times standing off Sacramento runs, but it really just kind of felt like the Kings had this thing in control from the get-go. Lots of things to talk about. Lots of people upset spaghetti on Twitter.com tonight, Jacob. If you had one big takeaway from tonight, what is it? Oh, dude, just one is a difficult one tonight. We'll um, do a lot. Let's start with one. Offense was bad. Offensive. Yeah, the offense offensive. was offensive. It was very offensive. Uh, I got the stats here, Justin. The Thunder ended the game actually shooting better from the field than the Kings. Uh, 44.8% from the field. Uh, a blistering 23.3% from three for uh, nice. before tonight, the league's 
most efficient three-point shooting team. Maybe right. sample size has something to do with that. Maybe. Um, <laughs> only 16 free throw attempts uh, and 17 turnovers. So just uh, just bad all around. Uh, I have some thoughts about the field goal attempts, the free throw stuff we can dive into later. But for me, if there was a theme of the night, it is that the offense just absolutely was stuck in the mud. Uh, everybody not named Shea Gilgis-Alexander was bad offensively. Shea did what Shea does. Everybody else, it felt like, had tiny little spurts. J-Dub had a couple plays in a row where he did a great job getting into the paint, driving to the basket, being aggressive. Chet had a few plays where he like put a shoulder into Sabonis, which was great to see. But that's, I loved it. That's all it was, was a few plays. The rest of the game, like pretty rough game from Chet, pretty rough game from J-Dub. Same for Giddy. He had some plays where he got into the paint, looked good seeing, seeing him going inside, and then he had some like pretty awful turnovers, which would be... One of my big takeaways tonight, Jacob, is the turnovers. Oklahoma Agreed. City's starters tonight, in particular, could not hold on to the ball. There were loose balls all over Sacktown. Interpret that as you wish. Chet Holmgren, four turnovers. Jalen Williams, three. Shea, two. Uh, Josh Giddy four. Lou Dort, two. On the bench, Isaiah Joe with one. The starters, though, just tossing the ball all over the place. Uncharacteristic turnovers too. Poorly timed turnovers, sometimes coming right on the heels of a Kings turnover where it's like, okay, you have a chance, you know, go snatch a little bit of momentum, put a little run together, and then they just throw the ball to nobody. Or well, the very first possession of the game. Pass. Yeah. yeah. A great off example. The opening tip off, just threw it right out of bounds. And it just... Yep. Very, very much foreshadowing uh, there in those first uh, 30 yeah, seconds. Of set the, the tone. Game. Yes, set very much the so. tone. I think the overall, the the starters really struggled tonight. They lost every the single game. starter, every single starter negative in the plus minus, um, including Josh Giddy, who was a team worst minus 19. Always asterisk and caveat single game plus minuses, but tonight I think it kind of checks out. The Thunder, while their offensive woes and their shooting and their turnovers killed them, the defensive side of it, they let Kevin Herter do whatever he wanted tonight. Herter comes out and drops 28 points on the Thunder's head, 11 of 19 shooting, four threes, 10 boards. He was all over the place. He played like an all-star tonight and that was mostly due to oklahoma city not knowing how to stop him not fighting over screens not being aggressive and guarding him and letting him and sabonis play this little two-man game all night long totally agree it was it was that high dribble handoff the thunder just yep. and honestly justin i think that's a big reason why you saw the bench in for so long I agree. It's because at least the bench guys tried to get over that dribble handoff screen and run Kevin Herter off his spot because yep. the starters uh, were just horrible at it. And like, it's not like the defense was god awful. I think some of that is just because the Kings shot the ball poorly. But the Kings only score 105 yeah. points tonight. Granted, they did not have De'Aaron Fox, which is a right. huge part of that equation. But they only had 105 points tonight. It's not like this game wasn't there for the Thunder to take. 
Um, totally. You, you look at the other starters, Keon Ellis, two of eight, one of seven from three. Harrison Barnes, one of eight. Um, Keegan Murray was eight of 17. Yep. Uh, their bench players, Davion Mitchell, one of six. Malik Monk, five of 12. Like, it's not like uh, Chris Duarte, O of two, in his cameo yep. of five minutes. Uh, right. They brought Kessler Edwards in for three minutes. Um, he got <laughs> fried up like some shrimp fried rice by Shea Gotis Shea Alexander <laughs> for those five minutes, and they put his ass yeah, right did. back on the bench. It was like, I don't think the defense was horrible. It, the it offense the, just was yeah. bad. Very bad. The Kings came out in the first quarter and shot 54% from the floor mm-hmm. on their way to a big uh, big lead after the first quarter. That obviously cooled down to a 41.8%. I can't believe the Thunder ended up shooting a higher percentage than the Kings tonight because after that first quarter, uh, the, the Thunder couldn't hit anything. I think, think they shot 33% in the first quarter compared to the Kings 54. The other thing that sticks out tonight, Jacob, and this is not a new subject matter for the Thunder this season, but it definitely played a factor tonight is rebounding. OKC gets out-rebounded tonight. 52-38. to Offensive boards. The Kings had 16 to the Thunder's 5. This has been a problem all season. And I think, again, if you want to point to a flaw in this game tonight for Oklahoma City. That one is glaring. You outshoot the Kings, but the Kings put up um four more field goal attempts and 17 more three-pointers than the Thunder tonight. That has just been like every game this season, unfortunately. I think the Thunder for- have only out-rebounded their opposition twice this season. Yeah. Um, the rebounds are a massive, massive problem. Uh, to give up 16 offensive boards tonight, you gave up 25 to Atlanta. Uh, they were good against the Cavs, but it is very clear to me that rebounding is an issue. And Justin, I, I tried to articulate this in a tweet tonight. I don't know how well it came across, but I also wanted to say it here on the podcast. The Thunder inherently are not a great defensive rebounding team because of their size and their stature. That is coming up on tape now and showing up in scouting reports. And so teams that may not typically hit the offensive glass as hard are really hitting the offensive glass hard against Oklahoma City because they see that chink in the armor. They see that weak chain link and they want to attack it and hit it and break it. So not only is it already a deficiency for the Thunder, teams are now intentionally trying harder to offensive rebound, which just makes the Thunder's deficiency that much more pronounced. And it's kind of like a snowball effect. And totally. if you don't think who the Thunder play on Sunday, Phoenix, if you don't think Phoenix yep. has looked at tape of that Atlanta game and tonight's game and said, hey, one way we can beat this team, just let Nurkic eat on the offensive glass. Don't rush back yeah. in transition. Right. Everyone crashed the glass. Like, if you don't think that's happening, you're crazy. Because yep. that is 100% going to happen. And it's not solved by, oh, Chet needs to, to gain weight or whatever. Like, it's a team issue. It yep. is a team issue. When you look at the starters tonight for the Thunder, um, rebounds. Chet had seven. Shea had seven. 
Lou Dort, the shortest starter on the team, had six. Yep. Six nine. Josh Giddy had four. Jalen Williams had five. Like, you're, there's your problem right there. Like, get down and hit the glass. Absolutely. I think if they're playing these types of lineups where you have J Dub at that hybrid four, like however you want to classify it, or Giddy, you can't have those guys getting four and five rebounds respectively. Like that's just unacceptable. I think Giddy, we we know he can get boards. He did it, we last, saw it season. last year. Yeah. So he needs to find that aspect to his game again. I don't know if it's something like if you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. schematically like i i don't know what the root cause of it is there's a lot of people in our chat <laughs> right now saying that it's effort i don't think it's purely effort i don't think it's not not effort on nights like tonight but i i it to me feels like have they changed something in the way that they're playing around transition maybe to where they're not crashing the glasses hard like you were saying earlier like maybe there's a higher emphasis on transition and that's causing them not to crash the boards as hard. Maybe I don't really have an answer, but that yeah. to me, that that is the glaring weakness on this thunder team this season through nine games. 100% that, that has to be figured out. And Kenrich hustle is, is not, uh, he's not the magical bandaid. He's, he's not the magic bullet. It's also my favorite way to refer to him as Kenrich hustle. Cause it just sounds wrong. <laughs> uh, I love it. 
can can but, I steer us away from the rebounding for just a second? I would love for that. Okay. Everywhere tonight, on social media, predominantly, in this chat, like, people are offended personally by the rotation decisions tonight. Let's talk rotation, shall we? I would just like to let everybody in the world know that this was NBA game number nine of the second youngest team in the NBA in early November. It's okay. Like it's not okay, Jacob. Justin, if if I were to to trust what what the internet told me tonight, all the starters needed to play forty eight minutes, and that was that was the answer. Like, if you don't think that they're going to rotate this roster around and try a bunch of stuff this season, it's going to be a long six months, a long, 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 long six months. Like, yep. People are mad that he played Isaiah Joe, Jalen Williams, and Lindy Waters. What the hell were the starters doing to deserve to be in there? They were the ones that I, dug you in the hole. I totally agree. I we were joking about it in our in our uncontested chat. Um, expectations are real. The expectations are there, and seeing Lindy Waters play 19 minutes in this game tonight while shooting 0 of 2 from the floor is not aligning with the expectations. Do I get it? Honestly, not really. Does it surprise me? Honestly, not really. That Mark has always done this, and I don't think it changes this season, especially like, not like you said in, in game nine of this season. I wonder like, why Lindy versus some of the other guys that didn't get a DNP. That's I wondered why Lindy there's... over Mitic. That why, was big, I yeah. was just interested in that. Mitic, um, Wiggins is the name coming up a lot yeah, in our chat as well. Like, is Wiggins hurt? Maybe we don't know that. Maybe that's not the case. Um, Lindy had only played four minutes all season coming into. The and then he got week. 10 straight in the second quarter. For a second, I thought Mark <laughs> forgot he was in there. I was like, my man is probably like huffing and puffing. Just he's vibing. getting more cardio than he's got in he's a vibing. year. Yeah. But like, no Michic, no Wiggins. That feels that's a decision. Poku, I I understand. Bertans, I understand. Trey Man, I understand. Like we, the, none of those are surprising at all. But I think seeing seeing Waters get 19 minutes tonight, when he it's not like he came in and was like a spark plug and really earned those minutes. He he did a better job trying to fight over screens against Herder than some of the. I starters. thought he made some really good connective passes. Sure. He took two shots, Justin. And the Indeed. second shot was catching a pass from Shea at like behind yeah. him at his feet and la and launching a three with like 15 seconds on the shot clock. And I was like, launching in and 20 barely minutes, hitting anything. my guy, you should have taken a better <laughs> one than that one. So I get Correct. that. But like, my response is, what the hell were the other guys doing? Like, it's not like they were playing great. If you want to say, oh, they should have played Wiggins. Oh, they should have played yep. Michich. Oh, they should. Like, that's fine. Mark chose to go with. Wendy Waters yep. tonight. It's also I, I think game that that's that's the biggest thing with Mark that I think is not again not going away anytime soon is guys get their shots in 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 waves. So it's not gonna be Aaron Wiggins every single night. It's not gonna be Michich every night. 
guys are going to have different times where they play and they're going to have long stretches where they don't in that bench unit. Not to go too far away from this game specifically, but like I've been very surprised how little Michich has played so far. I'm I feeling think, good about my bet. Yeah, I bet you are. Uh, <laughs> coming hey, in, hey, coming quick, into this season, about Michich, real yeah. quick. Um, Joel Lorenzi of the Daily Oklahoman has the quote: "They acknowledge on playing Lindy Waters." Quote: "He was a really critical part of our team last year. I'd be kind of." Uh, I'd been kind of marking a game where I thought he would be good. So it sounds like this was a planned thing for Lindy to play to me. Lindy played in both those play-in games last year. Yep. Like the team likes what he brings, what he offers. Regardless if you guys like it or not, the listeners or whoever, like Mark likes what he sees from Lindy Waters and wanted to give him an opportunity. I, I mean... So like, I don't think Lindy was just like a glaring weakness that they just attacked defensively over and over and got absolutely cooked. Like, it's not like yeah. he did a lot of bad stuff. Did he do a lot of stuff in general? No. no, no, but it's not like he was horrible. Agreed. Yep. No, there are plenty of other guys that made much more glaring mistakes tonight mm-hmm. than Lindy did. I think it's just, it's an obvious one when you're looking at the, you know, the box score that it's, it sticks out. It it's a very loud, empty, nineteen minutes, but not much different than Jay Will tonight. The stats are very similar. The minutes are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the like you said, not a lot of guys coming off uh, looking great after tonight's game. So, Justin, like this was the first away game after a six game road trip, or sorry, six yep. game home trip, first road game uh, for a very young team. I wonder if that had something to do with it. Also, at nine games in, there's there's a lot more stuff hitting tape now. And a lot more stuff that scouts are seeing and reporting back to their teams. Sure. And I wonder if to what extent that plays. I also mentioned the Thunder's three-point shooting earlier um, and how they were like most efficient in the league going into tonight. Yep. Do I really think they're the number one most efficient three-point shooting team in the league? No. No. And tonight might have been a little bit of a regression to the mean. But one stat that I did want to bring up, you mentioned that the Kings shot more shots than the Thunder tonight. It was 91 to 87 as far as field goal attempts. Here's where I have a problem, Justin. The Kings, of their 91 field goal attempts, 47 of them were threes. That's over 50%. Over 50% of their shots tonight were from three. For the Thunder, 30 of their 87 field goal attempts tonight were from three. That's around 33%. So one team shot over 50% of their shots from three. The other team shot about 33% from of their shots from three. You would think the team that took less threes and got inside more would have taken more free throws. That is yeah. not the case. The Thunder took five less free throws, yeah. even though they took, I'm trying to do some quick math here, which is never good, um, 15 more shots inside the three-point arc. And to me, that's just wild. That's just yep. absolutely wild. When you look at individual stats, Shea played 38 minutes tonight, took 25 field goal attempts, and got six free throw attempts. Yep. There were many and I opportunities. I felt like there were a ton that he got hit and knocked over and bumped into on those pull-up J's and at the rim. 
and just did not get a foul call to save his life. Um, the officiating, I'm not going to say it's been bad. Mark commented on this before as well. This yeah. team leads the league in drives per game, but they are yep. very low on the percentage of those drives that turn into fouls and free throws. You would think at some point that has to change. Last year it changed when Mark went into a it media building <laughs> and ripped some dudes and yep. dropped some numbers, and it changed yep. changed the story. So, Take that for data. Uh, maybe he needs to do another rant. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I agree, though. The the officiating tonight, there were there were plenty of opportunities for the Thunder to get more calls. We spent about three and a half hours approximately doing reviews in the second half tonight is what it felt like. There's chances for OKC that are not being had at the free throw stripe. And that's going to affect them. If they continue to be aggressive about driving the basket and the calls aren't there, eventually that stops potentially being your best strategy. I totally agree. But that's, you would but that's out of their hands. Course correct. You would think it would course correct. Yep. They should have shot like double the free throws tonight. The amount of times that they yep. put their head down and went to the basket. Yep. Totally agree. Thunderfall to 0 and 2 in the in-season tournament. I have no They're idea. They're not headed to Vegas, Justin. I, I'm I'm very disappointed, honestly. I um thought we might get a chance to, you know, go hit the Blue Wire Studios again and yeah. cover the uh fine it's not the final four, but the final four. Um do you know what the other teams in their group are? at current um i know the kings are the warriors have a win i know the kings have a win the kings have a win all right i'm looking it up Um, i'm looking it up spurs Spurs (laughs) lost tonight to minnesota so minnesota has at least one win in the tournament yep um no this is not accurate because it was on the the nba app I'll see if I can get it. Yeah, up. yeah. Wonderful podcasting right now. Us just Wonderful podcasting. I found it, I think. Group standings. Here we go. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves 1-0. The Kings 1-0. The Golden State Warriors 1-0. Yep. The San Antonio Spurs 0-1. The Thunder 0-2. Wow. What a special distinction. The only 0-2 teams in the NBA in-season tournament are the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Washington Wizards. The Memphis Grizzlies suck. Is that the tier you thought the Thunder would be in right now? <laughs> it is what it is. It, it is, is what, what it is. is. I'm very interested to see, uh, given that it appears the Thunder will not be advancing in said in-season tournament, like what what games get put on their schedule to fill those extra two. That'll be kind of give, interesting to watch. Give because, us the Wizards. Right? The well, Wizards the and the Grizzlies, please. I think that's how it should work. Hey, Thunder fans, you want something to be happy about tonight? The Los Angeles Clippers might suck. Dude. And the Thunder owned their bad. first round draft pick unprotected. Real bad. You, that was you ugly. Might... We just can't. What Presti has done with these draft picks, Justin, 
The only thing he yeah. has done is ensured that tankathon.com will be getting hundreds of thousands of hits in the Oklahoma forever. City metro area for forever. <laughs> <laughs> we got that going for us. Wild. Um, so, any other thoughts on? I mean, just an ugly game. I was game, just about to say the same. Game. It was kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, I thought Casey Wallace did some nice stuff. He's fun. I Jason's like him. Fun. Yep. Uh, he had some big just... shots. He had some good defensive plays. I think that somebody said it on on Twitter the other day. But if Chet's not a rookie this year, like the, I think Thunder fans are raving about Casey Wallace. They're already oh, yeah. raving about him. But like, oh yeah, I think they're they're foaming at the mouth. He's been real fun. Real fun. Kaysen played um, 24 minutes tonight. Most off the bench again. Um, again. I continue to wonder. And started if, the second half. Yeah, th- that was weird. That was kind of weird. I, uh, I kind of think Usman Jang needs to play more. Eight I think minutes when he's tonight. out there, he does some nice stuff. He's been averaging like eight or nine minutes a he game did. pretty yep. consistently. Like, I think They're he gets real out bad there. Foul. And, yeah, yeah. Very, very weak foul. Like, what are you doing? Yep. Either tackle the guy or don't touch exactly. him. Exactly. Yep. But had some contested rebounds, pushed the ball in transition, had a really nice pass. Like, yep. I think Usman should play. <laughs> People in the chat are listening to quote. I just, I hate Usman. Just going for it. People are just mad tonight, man. Like, I get it. When there's a smaller number yep. of games, they've only played nine. Like, the losses are louder. The wins are louder. Yep. Just let it play out, dude. Like, we nobody needs games. to make any big decisions about this team. It's like, stop tweeting me gay trades. Don't, like, <laughs> we're not even, a, thing. We're not a, even a Thanksgiving week. Like, yeah. Just everybody. Anything before Christmas is fake. Exactly. That's what I always yeah. say. And especially, like, look, look, look back at last year, how much this team changed in, you know, the first 20 games to the season to, to after that. Um, yeah. Especially a guy like Josh Giddy. I think that it, it's, you got to be patient, especially with these young guys and knowing like what they're incorporating. We've talked, we talked about it so much leading up to the season of like, they're incorporating so many new pieces tonight was a growing pain night, right? Like Chet had a rough game. They didn't find him on lobs they didn't they didn't uh get a lot out of him on either end of the floor he had a rough go against sabonis i think that again those those growing pains are going to happen for a guy who's playing in his ninth nba game of his career and i think 100 get intoxicated by the the nights where he gets seven blocks and makes mobley look like a little boy and uh <laughs> shout out nick and you you forget that he's a rookie playing in his ninth game of the season. Yeah. He's going to be very up and down because that's what every rookie is. It happens, dude. And he's still better than Wendy. So, hey, Justin, let me ask you this up, really big yes. picture question before we get out of here. Hey, we just preached and preached and preached about making no proclamations about this team. And we're nine games in. Are you going to ask me to make a proclamation? <laughs> nine games in. Do you think? that it will be necessary down the road for the Thunder to get a more traditional uh, sized power forward and make a change in the starting lineup due to uh, Chet's frame. I I have thought this since before the season. 
and that thought has not changed. I, I would love to see a big body next to Chet. Um, the rebounding woes have kind of solidified that. Um, I think that seeing Chet be able to float in space differently with that bigger body next to him, like right now he's he's having to do some things by nature of just being the only big body on the court that I think you might see different things out of him if that wasn't the case. I don't I don't think it has to be, you know, just like a hulk of a human that plays next to Chet, but someone that is while I love J Dub's versatility and he can legitimately guard one through five, you need somebody that I think specifically complements Chet. But we're nine games in. That could change. They could figure this out and they could figure out how to complement and play off each other. By the end of the season, this whole we could look back at this conversation and say what idiots we were talking about this on November 11th. But 100%. 100%. My gut, my, my gut has always kind of felt like that um, about seeing Chet thrive on this team. What about you? you I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I don't yeah. know who you take out. Your like, dream of the thin towers is waning? Maybe Poku's the answer. I mean, Maybe I think Poku's Poku like, is the big body we've been I waiting think Poku's for. always. Have you seen them legs, boy? The prince who was promised. That lower that lower body. Sheesh. What did um, what, what did Michael Cage say about below the waist tonight? Um. Oh my God, I can pull it up real quick. Hold Nothing on, counts was, below the waist or something like that. It was it was something wild. Michael Cage man. after dark. You love it. Um, it's always easy thunder. to overlook. From the weight, what it's always easy to overlook what happens from the waist down. I've exactly never had anyone say that to me before. His legs. Um, <laughs> three weeks ago, I would have said they need to put in a bigger guy and take out Lou Dort from the starting lineup. I don't know if you take out the NBA's best player from the starting lineup. I tell you, Lou's been he's been great. awesome. He's been he's great. been awesome. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you though. I wonder if down the line. They do get a big four. Maybe that's somebody they trade for. Maybe that's somebody they draft. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll get the number one overall pick from the Los Angeles Clippers and, and get that guy. Yep. I love that. Love that fanfic you're writing live on the pod. Next up for the Thunder, Phoenix on Sunday. Phoenix is uh, up and down. They cannot seem to um, put a lot of coherent games together. But... They still have some of the best players in the NBA, so it will for sure be another test. And like you said, I'm sure Phoenix is watching the tape from tonight, figuring out how to capitalize on the rebounding woes. So it'll be interesting to see, can the Thunder bounce back and win that one on the road to close out the week? We will be back Sunday evening with our full squad going in-depth on the themes of the week and looking ahead at the what's to come for OKC. Lots more coming your way. Make sure you're subbed wherever you get your podcasts. Sub on YouTube. Join us in the live streams. Shout out the chat. It's past midnight on a Friday night after a loss to Sacramento, and we're still popping. The degenerates are out. Even after a frustrating be, loss. They're this here would not be near as fun. They're here and they're pissed. The chat is kind of like the group on January 6th. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe just as much caps lock, though. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for interacting with us. Make sure to come back Sunday for our group show. Until then, and as always, Thunder Up.